Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Welcome into another edition of Spits and Suds. So glad you can join us. Happy holidays, everyone. Thank you so much for a great year of Spits and Suds in 2023. We're super excited to bring you some awesome programs in 2024, but not done yet. And joining us to talk about last night's game, some other things happening in the NHL. He's our man, EP Ringside, Shap Shots, D Magazine, great article recently on Logan Stankoven and Maverick Bork. And it's Sean Shapiro joining us. Happy holidays, my friend. Happy holidays, Gavin. It's, uh, it's it's good to be here talking hockey. Yesterday was one of the uh, yesterday was one of like the best hockey days of the year, right? Like I don't yes. know how many other people nerded out the way I did yesterday, but uh, World Junior started at six a.m. There was four games that I could watch throughout the day. Take a nice break to uh, get some dinner and relax, and then pop up on the couch and flip through 14 NHL games last yeah. night. So last night last night was a last night was a great hockey day. <laughs> it was. Let me ask your opinion on that NHLPA rule that Toronto got fined on in the past for mm-hmm. leaving early as far as the visiting team has to leave that morning cannot leave the night prior which is what NHL teams do. And it was interesting to see the scores from last night. Arizona beats Cardinals. Anaheim, Cardinals. Arizona Arizona beats Colorado. Uh, Winnipeg goes down. Anaheim just manhandles Vegas. So, you know, it was was almost like the start of the season where, like, the first couple of games, you're like, all right, it's too early to really see anything. And you kind of see those crazy upsets. And last night was just kind of a topsy-turvy night in the NHL. And I was wondering your opinion um, on the day of travel, and do you think that affects yeah. the teams? Well, I'm actually, I don't know. We're about to learn this right now because I just pulled it up. So of the 14 games last night, yep. uh, New Jersey-Columbus, home team one. New York-Washington, home team one, that's two. Tampa versus Florida, that's the road team one, but Tampa to Florida is not really much of a travel. Yeah. Ottawa to Toronto, the road team one, but that's also not nearly Ottawa to Toronto really isn't that bad. Actually travel wise, uh, Boston um, road team one, Boston beat Buffalo Pittsburgh cranked the Islanders last night. Um, the where we're seeing this East coast games. I'm not seeing as much like, honestly, yeah. like East coast travel is not bad. That's right. something where like, Stars fans, um, the stars in general kind of have the, we talk about them having the toughest travel schedule in the league. Yep. And it's true because you don't have things like, uh, 
like last night, um, it's a one hour flight, not even a one hour flight from, uh, for Pittsburgh to go to, to Long Island to get there. Right. Like it's, it's 45 minutes in the air. It's nothing. Um, yeah. Ottawa to Toronto, 45 minutes in the air. Um, I mean, Florida Dallas to Tampa might like be that. 20 minutes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's nothing like that. Um, I mean, even, even like San Jose going to LA, that's a short little flight. Yep. Vegas to Anaheim's a short little flight. Seattle to Calgary. It's a bit of a flight, but it's still short in general. Um, honestly, like one of the, the only teams that really had a tough travel last night were, uh, Detroit to Minnesota. That's not an easy day of one, just going time zone and everything like that, but still not egregious. Um, it's, I think the league does a good job of keeping these travel partners close on it. Yep. But I do think there's some common sense in play here where, uh, you should, uh, like, I, I think the, I, I think there's some common sense at play here where, you should be allowed to travel after five o'clock on Tuesday. Like, I think that's something that you should be allowed to do. Um, And I think the players should have the choice of it. If you want, if like you want to get there and just get there, but like, like, do you remember uh, five, maybe four or five years back, the stars played their first game out of the break in Arizona. And uh, there was uh takeoff issues right yep i found the plane i don't know if you remember this and so the stars actually held their morning skate in frisco because they had to uh do that but tyler sagan had taken the option to meet the team in arizona because players typically have the option to um meet the team at the location of the game on wednesday if they don't want to go like like for example um if you're uh like the amount of players who are i'm sure like toronto i'm sure toronto last night i'm sure there's a bunch of ottawa senators who are from the Toronto area, who just stayed in Toronto and met the team there and didn't fly back to Ottawa to fly to Toronto, right? So uh, there was a couple of years back where the Stars had the situation where Tyler Sagan was all by himself in Arizona waiting for the team yep. on this. Uh, I don't think it's the... I, I, I do think we put too many games on that night. I think it's it was, as I said, it was fun and everything like that. I do think this should be one of those where you come out of the break... And like, there's 14 games last night. It should have been 14 games tonight, but it should have been, it should have been like four games last night. And you should have been smart about the travel partners of it where it's like, okay, we can do a New York, New York game, a devil's flyers game. Right. We can do a LA Anaheim game. Like, I think that's what you should have done last night where the travel partners would have been super easy. And then you do the load up tonight on like a, on a Thursday. But, um, that's how I would tweak it if yeah. I had the the power to do so. Right. <laughs> uh, because uh, I, I think I think then you could still focus on just a couple games coming out last night, and uh, I, I think also this evening maybe yeah. a fair addendum to that rule is if the flight is more than ninety minutes long, team can decide you know whether to take off after five p.m. the day before the game. Or, or you know what? Or you put a rule on where you're not going to have games with more than a 90 minute flight. There you go. You could, you could just like on the day after coming out of the break, you can't have the teams must have less than flight max flight time must be 75 minutes or something like that. Right. So as I I said, as I said on the post game pod after the game, um, we've all taken flights, and whether it's yeah. 20 minutes or 45 minutes, it does kind of grind on you a little bit. And the other thing I'd say is. It affects your daytime nap. 
And hockey players are routine, and they love the routine of the NHL. They're so used to it, so used to early morning practices, early morning skates, and just game day routines. And when you throw that off, um, that can affect you, certainly. I do think there should be a rule um, on – I do I do think like there's certain common sense things and obviously the avalanche would get pissed like the Colorado avalanche would not be happy with me suggesting this rule but I do think you should have rules like you, you can't travel Colorado can't host now they didn't they played they went to Arizona last night but like Colorado can't host the day after the break it's not fair to um from a athlete standpoint to ask someone to fly into that elevation on the day of a game and play yeah i know they do it in preseason and it's absolutely awful those games are terrible um so don't but i i think that's like there's a couple like common sense things in the schedule that you just need to apply because you can you can make it work but it's just there's some that feel a bit stretched right so yeah absolutely and a reminder excited for the future sean shapiro article the art of the nap (laughs) Yes, yes. How players can go down so easily and just get into a uh, routine. All right, let's talk about the game. Uh, Let's get your thoughts. One thing I said on the post-game pod, I just felt as though it was like kind of going through the motions, and I'm not saying that in a bad way, but one thing I will say, Sean, is that if there is something to criticize about the team that I'm seeing is I don't see the versatility in that. Um, What I love about Vegas is – some nights they can be physical. Some nights they can score five on you. Uh, some nights they can have elite goaltending. Some nights the defense shuts it down. Sometimes they're an offensive powerhouse. I, I just feel as though, like, last night to me was a perfect game where a little chippiness in front of the net or, you know, a hard hit against the boards might get the boys going a little bit, the legs flaring a little bit. And I just felt as though I didn't see anything that changed the momentum of last night's game. Yeah, I so I watched a lot. Like I went through and rewatched that one this morning, uh, just to kind of get a make sure I my I had still the same opinion. I still do have the same opinion on this game. I, I really believe they just got goalied last night. Yeah, like I, I I think last night was a, um, like by traditional metrics they outshot them forty to thirty. Um, the natural stat trick, um, looking at their like. The scoring chances were thirty-one to eleven. The at even strength, if you look at the entire, if we look at every across the entire board, the scoring chances were 37-24. St. Louis really only got stuff done at the on special teams, and like at five on five, like the Stars. Once again, this is using natural statric metrics. Had eleven high danger chances to two, and now while high danger chances aren't always the greatest measure because of how they're registered it's more of a reflection of where the shot is taken from than how great the shot is um they were uh like stars were the better team last night like i i really i I watched that game and i go through it and it's one of those where it to me it's one of those tip your hat to joel hofer games where hofer played great the stars maybe you can nitpick about some finishing here and there um but you you play that game like because hockey's a serious sport, right? Like we always determine like the reason hockey is great in the series format is like, oh, we believe the best team will win out over the, the randomness of the chaos. If Dallas and St. Louis played that game seven times, Dallas would win six of them. So I'm it's the I uh I look at it that way, where I don't 
I have no need for alarm off a game where you got goalie. I tip my hat to Joel Hofer and I, I, I even struggle to find the, the finishing issue with it. Um, if you want to talk energy, you want to do that. That's, that's fine. But once again, Gavin, it's, I'm like a broken record on this. How many times have we talked about sometimes this team just looks flat in the yeah. Jamie Ben era. And it's just one of those, it was just, sometimes they look like that. And I don't even think they were bad last night. It's just, yeah, that's, that's, that's my, that's my, that's my thought on it. <laughs> yeah, no, I think, I think that's very fair. And, and, and candidly, I mean, you know, it kind of sent me down a Joel Hofer rabbit hole last night yeah. and that, that could be a really good one, two combo. Um, Hofer, uh, they put him back in. He played well against Florida and then played really well last night. He's only 23. And, uh, you know, they have Bennington there. But it's a it's a nice little one-two combo. I mean, for for all that, you know, there was a coach bump or a bump in St. Louis because if you look at the NHL standings and we were wondering about the Central Division and it seems as though the Central Division, Sean, has really woken up because as we look this morning, Arizona in a wild card, Nashville in a wild card, and I think one point back, St. Louis. Yeah. Arizona is uh, a great story. It's a great story. Um, And all of a sudden that 5,000 seat arena, Sean, is like a a place you don't want to (laughs) go. Well, and it's going to be, it's kind of, it's going to be one of the weirdest, uh, like one of the weird realities of the Coyotes success and everything. We can talk, have a much greater conversation about this later in the year and everything, but like, their success is not good for the NHL bottom line right now because there's just, and, and this is, this is not me shitting. This is not me jumping on the coyotes. This is just the reality of it. While that building for a playoff game is going to be electric. You're going to yeah. get 5,000 people. People are going to be at top of you. Um, it's going to, it takes four games of coyotes. takes four games of coyotes revenue. And I know this because I've talked to people about this before. It would take four games of Coyotes revenue to replace, to match the revenue from one playoff game of St. Louis or Minnesota or Seattle. That's that's just the reality of it. And so, uh, when you're talking about, and I, I know we're not, this is a sport, we're supposed to enjoy it. But when you're also talking about a business world and a flat cap, and you want money to go up and everything like that, and when it comes to the playoffs. Um, there's revenue share. So the two teams who play each other. So whoever gets the coyotes is going to make less money. Uh, it's uh, we're going to have a deeper conversation about yeah. the pros and cons of the coyote season later in the year, because it's, it's, it's a big story. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> hey, we, we also had something awesome happen in the NHL and we're going to jump around just on different things. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, Chris Latang last night, five assists in one period ended up with six assists. Um, tied for the most ever in a game by a blue liner. And, I mean, yeah. if Chris Letang was one of, you know, I mean, he's not the biggest guy, and he's had some injury issues, but, I mean, just a terrific defenseman in Pittsburgh. I mean, he's one of the, like, if you're in Pittsburgh, you don't ever forget it, but he's the, uh, you talk about Crosby and Malkin always get, the, yep. obviously, get their flowers properly and everything like that, but... I mean, Latang has been there for. He's been he's been part of that 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 core three that have been there and won three cups and everything like that. Like he is a uh, underrated defender, I think only in reputation, B- 
because of uh, who he plays with and uh, because of who he plays with and how it kind of gets buried that behind you talk about Crosby and Malkin, Crosby and Malkin, and then you only have so much time left on the page for Chris Letang. And I think that's just the, the natural thing about it. I mean, one of the wild things about a, this is something that'd be fascinating to me. It's so Chris Letang has uh, to six assists or as last night, right? Five of them, five of them in the second period. Yeah. Um, you only had one shot on goal. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it was just, it was kind of just, it was a point guard. That thing. Of, yeah. Like, <laughs> and, I mean, of his assists, he had one, two, three, three of them were primary assists. So it's just, it was kind of, it's kind of a, like he was good, right? Yeah. Like he was great last night. You're watching the game, but he was really good. And at the same time, like, cause I watched a little bit of that game in my flipping around of, of games last night. At the same time, you're like, is this isn't the like offensive like puck gravitation that you would expect when I say six assists? Like right. he was good as he normally is. It was just kind of everything went right for the points to to match to to, to be there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. All right. In your years covering hockey, had you seen something that happened Saturday where the Stars got an early Christmas gift, scoring two goals within 15 seconds, let's say, to pull off, you know, I mean, fans were on their feet in Nashville, not for that reason, because they were ready. And you're doing it against UC Soros, which was fascinating. Yeah, that was, uh, I I haven't seen a finish like that at the NHL level. Yeah. Um, That's the, I've, seen i mean even at any level that's that that time frame is difficult to achieve but the nhl level nhl teams are so well structured um defensively they should play to the score better like that's um that's a remarkable that's a remarkable finish that's uh and 
<laughs> I tweeted this when it happened. Like everyone says, when the game's on the line, you need a goal. You need Yanni Hockenpah and Esselandell on the ice, right? <laughs> <laughs> of course. Yeah. I just couldn't That's believe that... it. The first goal, it's like, of course, you know, I mean, yeah. that you're putting a yeah. lot of pressure and, and, and you yeah. know, great job by Craig Smith cleaning it up. But, you know, and there's just a melee in front of the net. The second goal, I'm like, how does that happen? Well, it's it's hustle. Like if they didn't score those goals, right? If they don't score, yeah. There's a Twitter contingent looking at the personnel on the ice and being like, "How did you do this? What's what's going on, Pete? Why why are these the guys on the ice? Yeah, <laughs> well, we, well, we needed one. Like 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 why is Craig Smith on the ice when we need a goal? Yes, <laughs> yeah. No, that is a very that's a very good point. And I mean, it was a blistering <laughs> shot from Yanni Hakaba, and that's yeah, something like, also we don't see. <laughs> <laughs> yes it was yeah it was yeah Yakupa's first goal of the season yeah so let's, yeah let's... i know i i bet the boys were happy after that one yeah, that must have been yeah, a, a yeah, nice yeah. uh flight home okay so one of the things we try to do on spits and sods is you know try to answer some questions and a couple people hit me up uh during that game regarding there was one point stars on a power play uc soros loses his stick it actually gets kind of stuck and nashville player grabs it hands it back to UC mm-hmm. Soros, and they said, why isn't that a penalty, Gavin? And I said, well, I mean, we have a goalie coming on the program, uh-huh. Sean Shapiro, to clarify, and it really is an interesting rule that's not talked about much as far as how goalie loses his stick, what is a penalty, and what's not a penalty. So I know all of this, actually, in depth, because as a goal, as a goalie beer league goalie still myself you learn all these rules as a kid growing up but what you can and can't do so um when it comes to a goalie stick um first of all another interesting rule that i actually once had a coach yell at me at and i ended up being right uh, (laughs) when i was when i was uh, like a little i could picture a little sean shapiro being like i told you so coach yeah well uh a goalie is the only player allowed to play with a broken stick. I don't know if you know that. Role. No, I didn't. That's so, interesting. So a, a goalie is allowed to play with a broken stick. I was 12 or 13 years old playing peewee hockey or whatever the age was, and I actually broke my stick in a game, and my coach kept yelling at me to get rid of it because it was a penalty, and I refused to get rid of it, and I didn't get a penalty. So I was uh, told my coach who was wrong. It was great. Uh, yeah. But the uh, from the stick perspective, a goalie can use um, – if a goalie loses his stick, a player can hand him, can get him and hand him a goalie stick. They can hand the player can hand their stick to the goalie. We've seen times before where the defenseman will hand their stick to the goalie and then a forward might hand their stick to the defenseman. And the and a player is allowed to pick up a goalie stick on the ice and um carry it to the goalie. You're allowed to have a player the only time a player is allowed to handle two sticks is if they are carrying is if they are carrying a player stick and a goalie stick because you in theory could have a player bring a the backup goalie stick from the bench to the player to the goalie mid game that is allowed too. The only thing you are not allowed to do is uh, you're not allowed to throw a stick to the goalie. You are allowed to um, like gently slide. You know, yeah, you'll see, like, like you'll like. I think you and I were talking before we went out there. Like, we there's a scenario, like, night. where you yeah. mentioned the, yeah, where goalie might lose a stick and the defenseman might use his stick to slide the goalie stick, goalie stick back to him. You're allowed to do that. You're not allowed to throw the stick with your hand. Um, that is what that is that is the rule book on it. Um, 
And uh, basically, at the end of the day, it comes down to the goalie plays by a different set of rules on uh, on that. Um, a player is not allowed to a player like hypothetically say you have a face off and a center loses his stick. His winger is not allowed to pick it up and give it to him. A player is not allowed to carry two player sticks at once, but you can hold a goalie stick if you're in the act of delivering it to your goalie. Hmm. Interesting. All right. A couple quickies before Sean has to go. Scott Wedgwood makes a million dollars a year contract up after this season. I mean, holding the fort down, uh, good to hear Jim Nils say they're going to actually take their time with Jake Ottinger based on Wedgwood's play, but Jake Ottinger is making improvements. Is Scott Wedgwood earning himself a nice little contract? Yeah, I mean, he's the, I think Scott Wedgwood is back in Dallas next year. I think that's the, I think that's one of the things that kind of, that's kind of played out this way where he made a million dollars probably next year will be in a kind of a similar spot. I don't think anyone will look at Scott Wedgwood as um, the thing the stars need to avoid is they need to learn the lessons of Anton Kudobin. And yeah. what I mean by this is the bubble run Everyone gave Anton Hudobin a ton of credit for the bubble run, and he stepped in and played well. But the reality was the 2019-20 and 2018-19 Anton Hudobin was an outlier. He was good. He was a good 1B, but those two were outliers from his entire career. Anton Hudobin was never supposed to be a paid like a starting goalie making – $3.33 million per year. And so the stars need to learn the mistakes of what happened with Anton Hudobin, where if you can bring Scott Wedgwood back for a million, million and a half, maybe 1.75, you're all over it. You don't want to get into the scenario where um, you are making the mistake of investing three years, more than $2 million dollars, into a 31 if uh, I think so Scott Wedgwood is now uh let's see he's now 31 goalie who's going to be 32 and everything like that so I I think there is uh you have to be smart about how you do it but he's played himself into be part of the plans as long as you financially handle it correctly from a Dallas perspective this episode is brought to you by Hyperice the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. It's only a kick. A jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. That makes sense. Um, So last year in the World Juniors, uh, 2022, we had Logan Stankoven. And this year, World Juniors, as you mentioned, to kick up. And it's a really cool thing. I'll, you know... I love watching prospects from other teams. I love watching prospects if they're in it for the Dallas Stars. I remember seeing a young Dennis Gurionov flying down the wing for Team Russia, (laughs) and I was like, wow, this is going to be awesome. Didn't work out, but, you know, it's just fun to watch, and it's a great brand of hockey. Team USA is stacked this year. I know you're a big fan of the World Juniors. I am, yes. It's been a fun tournament so far. I mean, it's uh, first couple days are always – they, they, there can be some blowouts like there was with Canada and Latvia yesterday. Um, but uh, as a goalie nerd, once again, I, I've been loving watching what Adam Guyan has done for the, uh, uh, for, for the Slovaks. He's a, he's a guy, he's a name who stars fans are going to know frustratingly. So in the future as, in Chicago, Adam yeah. Guyan, um, Macklin Celebrini, who I know you saw yep. in person at BU yep. earlier this year, he's just lighting it up for Canada right now. Uh, it's it's a fun tournament and honestly um the american team they have a chance to win gold and get this done and from a american pride and everything like that that is a uh it's it's kind of it's kind of fun it's kind of it's kind of a fun tournament to to tune into and see where things go on that um so yeah that's that's great and it's great seeing usa hockey thriving um right now and you see some of the biggest stars in the nhl and you're surprised that they're actually from arizona or california or you know it's 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 awesome um to see and you are checking out college hockey today i am i'm headed out to uh i'm headed out to the great lakes invitational the uh out in grand rapids michigan the two games today alaska versus michigan tech and michigan state versus ferris state um alaska fascinates me because it's an independent team in college hockey that is right on the uh cusp of putting together a strong enough resume to maybe make the ncaa tournament as an independent um so very fascinating team there and then uh, michigan state's a top five team in the country right now and uh, but they've got four or five guys at World Junior, so it's an interesting. It's an interesting. The holiday tournaments for college hockey are always interesting because you get to kind of learn more about the depths of these teams. Right, you get some of theirs those young studs out at uh, away away representing their country. Will there be a in between ceremony where Michigan Tech celebrates the amazing Dallas Stars career of Chris Connor? <laughs> I don't think there will be. <laughs> he's one of my favorite I'm Dallas sh- stars of all time. I don't. I, I, I'm sure he's in there, like Team Hall of Fame. Yeah, but I don't think there will be a presentation in Grand Rapids today. Okay, so, so when we have more time. I want to do random Dallas stars from the past, uh, yes. just because I think like Chris Connor was to me the smallest guy I've ever seen on the ice. Like maybe Martin yeah. St. Louis, but but I mean. <laughs> It was just awesome to see. And he had a really good minor league career, put up a lot of points, but just couldn't be up at the NHL level. 
um, but a former Michigan Tech grad. So I just wanted to get my Chris Connor plug in. <laughs> well, we could have we could have a lot of fun with uh, one thing we could have a lot of fun with is the uh, letting our listeners kind of throw out some random names. Yes. So that we could kind of uh, see uh, if we got the list ahead of time, like just kind of like like get get some yes. get some names from listeners yeah. and just kind of where are they kind now? of uh, yeah. where are they now? Any stories that come to mind? I think we could have some fun with that. Well, I like that idea a lot. We'll we'll make that happen. Um, that that'll be a lot of fun because there are some names, the Fabian Brunstroms. Um, yes. you know there are just some names from the past that you're like, oh my god, Philip Boucher, you know. So it's it's a rabbit hole that I will thoroughly enjoy um, going down. And uh, great to see a couple of people tweeted about We Win Here and also um, your book prior to that. So some great Christmas gifts under the tree featuring author Sean Shapiro. You, my friend, are a beast. Enjoy the tournament. Thank you so much for joining us on this busy hockey week. We appreciate it. You can support Sean um, at, on Twitter slash X at Sean Shapiro. EP Ringside Shap Shots is where he has his sub stack where you can subscribe and get some really cool information on the Dallas Stars that you might not be getting elsewhere. Every time you see an article come out in D Magazine, just click, 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 click and get those downloads up and uh, show D Magazine that you support local hockey and support Sean. You're a beast, my friend. Happy holidays to you, and we will talk to you soon. Uh, sounds good, Gavin, and we will uh, we will talk if uh, I guess we'll talk in the new year, right? Yeah, Is that kind of the plan. Oh, so, absolutely, we'll yeah. talk after so, the stars hopefully yeah. sweep the Hawks this weekend. So, <laughs> the first good. showing officially of Connor Bedard. That'll He's, be. I mean, a, I, I I will say this yeah. as someone who has seen him in person four or five times now. Yeah. Uh, He's one of those guys you're going to hate to play against and to see all as often as you do because of how good he is. But yeah. he is, he's worth the, and unfortunately it's a team where the ticket prices are already hyped up and people sell their tickets to Hawks fans anyway. But yeah. this is one of those guys that is, if you're a hockey fan, you want to just come watch this kid play. I mean, it's right. one of the things his, his get his overtime goal against Winnipeg last night was a perfect example of, um, the way he changes the angle on his shot in the milliseconds before a release are something uh, we haven't seen much of in the NHL. Yeah. It's 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 impressive, and honestly, it could be the. I don't think every every not not everyone will be able to replicate it, but I, as someone who spends their time in the prospect world talking to younger players, I know there's a lot of young players who watch Bedard already just to see how the hell does this guy change right. the angle of the shot right that. And you've got guys who are um, trying to replicate that and learn from what he does so well. And like, yeah. it's going it, to, he, he is a, he's going to have a major impact on the future of the sport. So what's really interesting. And I didn't know if you saw this quick bite was they showed it on TV, Jason Dickinson explaining the angle of the stick on face-offs and what he learned from Vern Fiddler. I do. I did see that. Yes. And uh, I we believe need someone to get... brought up a, so I believe somebody brought up a story. I wrote about that a lot long nice. time ago. So I, I uh, it was good to see, uh, it was good to see someone uh, dig through the ancient scrolls for me. And, yes. uh, 
Yes. I was. It's amazing how time flies, Gavin. So. Yeah. And meanwhile, I just picture Fids on his couch, like with a nice frosty and trying to figure out how he can get any kind of royalties from this superstar based on. Yeah. <laughs> he probably yeah. texts Dickinson like, man, come on. I should charge for yeah. that. <laughs> All right. Go to your yes. hockey tournament, my friend. You're a beast. Thanks, Gavin. We'll talk soon. Man. All right. We'll talk soon. That's going to do it for Spits and Suds. we got some cool episodes coming up. In fact, we're going to drop one tomorrow featuring your Hall of Fame voice of the Rangers, Eric Nadell. A lot of people don't know he actually wanted to be a hockey announcer and has a great, rich hockey history. So we're going to get into the old Dallas Blackhawks playing at Fair Park with Chicken Wire. It's going to be a great interview. Eric is an amazing storyteller. So expect that to drop tomorrow right here on Spits and Suds. Have a great day, everyone.